Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brighton Krumah. Reverend Brighton Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Thankful tonight. We thank you for the opportunity you have given us to be in your house. We pray, Lord, that you give us of your Holy Spirit to minister to us. And Lord, we ask that you give us hearts that are prepared to receive your word, hearts that are prepared for a change. Change us tonight. Let us not go back the same as we came. We thank you, Spirit of God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, why don't you clap your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats and turn your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 6. We are continuing on the message, the good work that God has begun in you. The good work that God has begun in you. And our foundational scripture is Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. And I read, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Be confident. Have confidence in the Lord that a good work has begun in you. In whatever stage you find yourself, have confidence that some good work is going on in your life. Now, we've been sharing about certain areas of our lives that God is doing a good work. Some of the areas in our lives that God is doing a good work. And that is what we have selected to share. And um, for those of you who have been here since we began sharing this series, um, we've been talking about the good work that God is doing in our spirit, in our soul, in our flesh. We are also talking about the good work that God is doing in our finances. We will also talk about the good work God is doing in our character and personality and in our relationships and in our marriages. And then the good work that God is doing in us becoming leaders. Amen. And um, we have a lot to share. And I want you to have a prepared mind and readiness for change because I believe that... um, if you really take these messages seriously, you're going to realize that indeed God is doing some wonderful works and He's also going to complete this great work that He's doing in you. Amen. I believe um, I started talking to you now about the good work that God is doing in our finances. In our finances so God is doing a good work on your finances isn't that assuring 
it is really assuring to know that God is interested in your finances. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. It says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. God is interested in you becoming rich. Amen. To have wealth. Amen. 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 It, is, it is normal and it's expected that as a Christian, you become rich. Amen. He says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That ye through his poverty might be rich. And this we were sharing that we are not talking about just spiritual wealth that to be rich spiritually we are talking about having prosperity having wealth financial wealth amen. amen because we know that jesus christ was not in any time spiritually poor to be spiritually poor means you don't know scriptures you don't have scriptures you don't know the word of god you are not related to or with god but there was no point in time that Jesus lacked scriptures. Isn't that so? Yes. So we are talking about your finances. God is interested in your finances. And God intends that you will become spiritually rich as well as physically, financially rich. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? We read a scripture in 3 John 1 and 2 verse 2. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Do you understand? So God is interested in your spiritual prosperity, and he's interested in your physical prosperity as well. God intends that you as a Christian be rich. And last week we were sharing that poverty is not good. Poverty is not good. It's not good to be poor any time in life. It's not good to be poor. You are not pleasant when you are poor. You don't smile. You don't laugh. You drive carelessly. You overspeed. You get tickets when you are poor. It's not a good thing. <laughs> Amen. You are not fun to be around with. You know, to hang out with. You, you are not fun when you are poor. It's not a good thing. So God intends to take us out of that situation. Amen. That is the wish of God. Since he wishes above all things that thou mayest prosper. And we read in the Amplified Version. He said, Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper. And be in good health. Physically. Just as I know your soul prosperous. So your soul will prosper, but physically also God wants you to prosper. Amen. Amen. And poverty is not a good thing. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So we were sharing that um, there are some reasons why some people also are not prosperous. Do you understand? And God intends that he will work on all of us to be prosperous now we all don't find ourselves also at the same level and so god will work on us whatever level we find ourselves do you understand 
And last week, I uh, was it last week or the week before? It's been a long time. Huh? I began sharing with you about some of the reasons why some level of prosperity does not come to us and we all come to Christ with different circumstances when we come to Christ we all have different circumstances amen you see the message that I'm sharing with you is very important and I want you to understand because you see God's word is full of promises do you understand they are full of promises which include prosperity and there are certain things that when you have there are certain things certain circumstances when they are with you no matter how much of blessings we pronounce upon you you don't prosper do you understand you don't prosper and so i really want you to understand the things that we are sharing so that you'll be delivered from these things and then god will begin to add to you amen so God needs to work on us. God needs to work on us to bring us to a certain level where you begin to see rise. Do you understand? So if you have gone far into poverty, God has to bring you to a level zero because you are in negative. Do you understand? You are in negative. And you have to, you can never add to yourself if you have negative. Do you understand? You have to neutralize, bring yourself to a neutral level before you can add. So if you owe and you are saving, you are not having any money. Do you understand? Because if we, we take your balances, we put them together, you realize that you don't have anything. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. They take how much you have and then they take what they call your liability your liability you realize that your net balance is zero or negative still amen and god intends to bring us to positive hallelujah so we are sharing about some of the circumstances that we come to god with or some of the things that god need to work on us individually to at least bring us to level zero and then could begin to add to us because if you don't come to that level you can never be positive do you understand so one of the things we talk about is that some of you become born again already in debt you are born again but you owe born again christian but in debt do you understand and that need to be neutralized that debt needs to be neutralized before God will begin to add to you because we read a scripture in Proverbs 22 and 7 it says the rich ruleth over the poor when you are poor you the rich rules over you and it says and the borrower is a servant to the lender so when you owe you are always a servant to one who lends to you and God wants you to serve him not serve others who owe who you owe or who lend to you do you understand and a lot of people come to christ having a lot of masters already including mastercard who is also your master for which reason you have to go to work all the time amen so we shared about how 
that God intends to deliver us from these things. Now, these things do not allow us to serve God well when we have all these masters who have control in our lives. Amen. The next one, we said the second circumstance that we bring along when we come to the Lord is the different capacity to earn. Different capacity to earn. Do you understand? It is important that we have a certain capacity. Do you understand? Because God's blessings, they come upon the work of our hands. They come upon the work of our hand. If you read scriptures in Deuteronomy 28 and verse 12, for instance, you see, we have to have something doing with our hand. It says, the, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. Do you see? The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. To bless all the work of thine hand. So you have to work, have some work of your hand to be blessed. You have to have some work of your hand to be blessed. Isn't that so? God wants to bless you, but you have to have something. When God wanted to open a door for the people of Israel when they were crossing the, um, the Red Sea, God asked Moses, what is in your hand? There must be something. There must be something. That is why sometimes God wants us even to give. Don't you think when Jesus wanted to feed the 5,000, he could have just prayed and just, because manna has fallen from heaven before. But he was looking, what do we have? What do we have? God is always looking at, what do you have? So he can bless. What do we have? Do you understand? Yeah, so it's important that we have certain capacity to earn. Certain capacity to earn. I believe Psalm 90 and verse 17. Psalm 90 and verse 17 also. Psalm 90 and verse 17. You don't have that. In your Bible. You lack. It says, And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of your hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. God wants to establish you through the work of your hand. God wants you to prosper through the work of your hand. Now we come to God, when we come to Christ, we all have different level of capacities to earn. Do you understand? And all of us, regardless of our capacity, God intends that he will bless us. Amen. God intends that he will bless us. There are so many circumstances that make us have different capacities to earn. And some of them are not our fault also. Do you understand? Some of them are not our fault. Some of them are our fault. Some of them, we were ignorant. We did not know. But wherever or whatever the situation that we come to Christ, he intends that he will bless us. He intends that we will prosper and be in health, even as our soul prosperous. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Today, I want to continue sharing with you about still some circumstances that we bring to the Lord. Some circumstances. So, another circumstance that we bring to the Lord is that some of us have inherited traditions and attitude of laziness. 
non-performance, backwardness, and mentality of poverty. We have, we have inherited traditions and attitudes of laziness, of non-performance. Are you writing them down? You have to write them down of backwardness and mentality of poverty. Do you have that? Traditions and attitude of laziness, non-performance, backwardness, and mentality of poverty. There's a lot of negatives. You see, some of us have received so many pictures of poverty that it's even difficult for us to receive God's blessings, for us to receive God's revelation of wealth because we have, we have received so many pictures of poverty. Do you understand? But now that you are in Christ, God is working on all of this. God is working on all of this and to bring us to a place where his promises can become reality in our lives. That we can even see that this is a reality. This is possible. Before we can even have faith to receive them. But sometimes the pictures of poverty makes us even lack the faith to receive these promises. That he says, when we come to him and we forsake father and mother and, and we come to him, we receive all of these and we receive buildings, houses. Isn't that so? So when we hear these promises, you, you look at your and what you have experienced and houses you are thinking oh you are talking about he's going to heaven he's going to prepare mansions for us okay jesus yes okay but he says in this lifetime this life in this life you receive houses oh you don't understand my message that is why i need to teach you these things amen Some people cannot imagine that they can own their own houses. Their own houses. That you have houses. You can imagine. Because all you have seen and all you have heard is somebody's house and renting. And you cannot see. You can see. You didn't grow up like that. Do you understand? But regardless of how you grew up, regardless of how you grew up regardless of how your circumstance you have come to christ and he says that you are not the same all things have become new so this attitude of not owning is gone you can own your own homes you can own your own houses without debt amen When they say that a good man leaves inheritance to his children and his children's children, you don't even think that, oh, what inheritance? You see, you will, because you, no one left you an inheritance. Your father didn't leave you a house. Your grandfather didn't leave your father a house. So when we are talking about a good, you see that when we talk about a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children and his children's children, your immediate children, you are not planning any type of house for them. 
a certain man, I heard a certain man was advising his friend. And his friend was saying, oh, I, need, I want to buy this, you know, I want to build so that, but if I am not there, my children will have, he says, hey, what children? <laughs> he said, what children? He said, what are you talking about? <laughs> you see, because his mind is that, look, you work, your children should also learn to work hard and earn. But the scripture is saying that the righteous man, he will leave inheritance for his children and his children's children. That is the scripture. But that does not apply to him because he says, that's not how we grew up. Your children should work hard and earn also. You see, they should buy their own houses. So all of this type of mentality, God wants to work on them so that you, you will receive his promises. Amen. You don't think certain promises are for you. Some of you have also inherited traditions and attitudes of laziness. You don't want to exert yourself at all. Anything that is difficult, you don't want to attempt it. You have a tradition of laziness. You don't like to be inconvenient. If anything is inconvenient, you don't like it. You don't want to stretch yourself even a bit. And this type of attitude is not prosperous. Do you understand? You are looking for a job. You need a job. And someone says, oh, there is a job. He said, where? He said, it's in um, White Plains. He said, White Plains? Oh, right here, bus 32. He says, no, 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 no. White Plains. He says, hey, White Plains. Don't you have to take a bus and a bus and a Uber and a bus? Oh, no, 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 no. Please, do they have something in the bronze? If they have something in the bronze, call me. Now, because of you, you want the company to set up something in the bronze. Because you are used to having everything close by. You see, that is the tradition that you have inherited. You are used to having everything nearby. Number four, train. You know, number 12, pass. Number 11, number 32. Everything is around you. And you don't want to do anything far. But if you are the kind that... Every job has to be near you. You're looking for a job and every job has to be near you. Then you end up being a super. <laughs> Be a super. You want a job that is near you. <laughs> you know what is a super? Yeah. Because you are just downstairs. <laughs> That's the nearest job you can have. Where well, from home? Somebody's pipe is leaking. <laughs> Your pipe is leaking and they call you. 2 a.m. Somebody's water is leaking. They call you. That's the job. You see, I'm not saying it's not a good job. But you, if you are, not, you are not willing to go far, and some of you are not willing to extend yourself at all, you want everything near you. It's not a good thing. Amen. That cannot be a blessing. Do you understand? You cannot, if you are not willing to exert yourself. 
If sometimes God wants to bless you, he will tell you to leave where you are and go to a place that you don't even know. Leave your home country, leave your people, leave the familiar environment and go to some far place that you don't know of. That is God's plan to prosper you. Amen. Some of you don't want to do anything extra. You go to work. You're supposed to be at work from 9 to 5. In the summer, if you get to work and it's 10 minutes to 9, you don't want to go inside because you don't want them to take two minutes of your time. So you are waiting outside because it's not time yet. Two minutes to nine, then you walk inside. And you come. If it is winter, you can't stay outside, so you go inside. You get there early, you are wearing your coat and sitting down. You will not even take your coat off because you don't want them to have five minutes of your time. You don't like to assert yourself. This type of tradition and attitude that we have, it does not allow prosperity. Do you understand? Your time, you, you're supposed to leave at 5. 4.55, you start packing your things. 4.55, 5 o'clock, sharp, you are gone. And sometimes your boss is just 5.05. He's just running to come and tell you, oh, I want to have two minutes meeting because he has some plans. Where is she? She's gone. You see, this type of attitude is the reason why certain countries are poor. And we have also inherited some of these attitudes. And we want God to bless us. But God is working on all of these attitudes. Amen. I say God is working on you. You see, when we were in school, I remember they will give us certain portion of land. Sometimes, you say, this is your piece, you have to clear it or clean it or something like that. You see? And you see people will do just their portion like this. They will not go beyond, not beyond here, nothing. They will just do just their portion. If you are sick, sorry, this is their portion. They will clean their portion and leave your portion. They will make sure that straight, nothing goes extra. People don't like to assert themselves. And even that tradition and attitude, we have carried it into the church. We have carried that tradition and attitude into the church. You say, oh, I, am, I, I, I arranged this, you know, and so I finish. The instrumentalists, they are not here. I'm waiting for the instrumentalists. You don't do anything extra. You don't exert yourself. But God intends that we will work on all, because all this attitude, all this type of attitude does not allow prosperity. Amen. It's a hindrance to prosperity. Hallelujah. It's a hindrance. Tell your neighbor, it's a hindrance to prosperity. Amen. It's a hindrance to prosperity. You will not do well if we, we, we continue on with this attitude. Amen. You see a husband, you're a young man, you grew up living with your uncle, and you know how to cook. You can cook, but you have heard somewhere that when you are married, men don't cook. Men don't cook. So you have come from work, you are home, and you are hungry, and you are waiting, you are sitting down. 
Because you are a husband. And you are hungry. You are hungry. You get up and you look at the window. She's still not coming. Hey! And then you come and sit down. And you are waiting. Because you have heard that men don't cook. Meanwhile, you know how to cook very well. Because you live with your uncle. And your aunt taught you how to cook. Amen. And then you are hungry. And you are sitting down. Hey! It's six thirty. Then you get up and you go and look still. And then the poor wife, tired, just walks in, comes to the house. Oh, today what happened? <laughs> he said, What happened? We are hungry. We are hungry all evening. We are hungry. Who is hungry? You are the one that is hungry. You can't accept yourself. You don't want to do anything extra. And you are hungry. See, you can't do well like that. Amen. And the opposite is true. You have women who are brilliant, intelligent women who can do great things. And they, they, they have heard that as for a woman, you are as for a woman, when you are a woman, just find a man who can take care of you. Find a woman, a man who can look after you. So intelligent women, and they're looking for a man who can take care of me. And so you don't do anything. You are looking for a woman, a man who can take care of you. So when you get married, you don't want to do anything. You can do great things, but you want someone to take care of you. I need mascara. Huh? I need eyeshadow. Huh? I need. I need lipstick. You realize all your beauty depends on this man. Because you can't get eyeshadow. You can't get lipstick if he doesn't give you. Hmm? You can't get the weave. You wear the same weave because the man has not released the money. You can't do well like that. With that kind of attitude. Amen. And God intends to change all of this attitude. That a woman can a woman, a Christian woman who is intelligent, God can bring you to a higher place. But with this attitude that a man has to look after me, you can't prosper. You cannot prosper. That I'm looking for a man who, who, who can take care of me. What do you mean? That you are looking for a man who can take care of you. You are a Christian and God intends that you will also prosper. Amen. Even as your soul prospereth. Amen. Amen. You can do great things. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. You can do great things. So God intends to work on all of these things. To eradicate this type of tradition. This type of thinking. Amen. Your your prosperity as a woman, your prosperity and how, how you do well should not be limited by the husband that you have married because you are a christian are you with me you are a christian and how far you go in life should not be limited by the man that you have married god is your god amen 
and he intends that you will prosper even as your soul prospereth. Amen. Why should you be asking, I need extension. I need mascara. You need extension for your eye and it has to be come from somebody's pocket? No. Amen. It's not a good thing. An unfortunate thing is that many Christians never get to the level zero to even begin to climb up to the positives. Because, because we, 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 we still have this inheritance. This type of inheritance. Amen. Amen. If we don't allow God to work on all of this, no matter what blessings are pronounced on our lives, we can't even realize it. I'm telling you, we can't even realize it. No matter what blessings are pronounced upon our lives, if we don't allow God to work on all of these things, all this attitude, to eradicate this attitude, no matter what blessings God lays upon our hands, we will not prosper. Amen. Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 30. Are you learning something tonight? Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 30. Look at this. It says, I went by the field of the slothful. I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. I want you to pay attention to this. Look at this. It says, I went by the field of the slothful. Do you see? I went by the field of the slothful. So now here we are talking about the slothful. We are talking about a lazy person, but he has a field. Do you understand? God has blessed him with a field. So it is not the absence of the land that is going to cause his poverty, you realize that it is his laziness. The inheritance of an attitude of laziness, it will cause you not to do well. It will cause you not to prosper. No matter what land God places in your hand. Are you with me? Let's continue to read. He says, I went by the field of the slothful, and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. So you can have a vineyard. There is a vineyard. But you are void of understanding. So it's not the absence of a vineyard. It's not that God has not blessed you with a vineyard. But it is your lack of understanding. Do you understand? He says, and lo, it was all grown over with thorns it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down do you see so that looks like poverty already now the poverty is not a result it's not a result of the lack of things it's not the result of the absence of a land it's not the result of the absence of vineyard. It's not the result of the absence of a protected wall, stone wall around it. Because it says, And lo, it was all grown over with tongues and nettles and covered 
the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken so there was a stone wall that was not broken before it was all protected whether this person inherited it whether it was given to him as a gift whatever it is this is the state now and i'm teaching you why it has come to this state do you understand so you can lift up your hands and god will bless you with a land god will give you a gift of vineyard god will give you a vineyard that is fortified but your laziness and the lack of understanding it will lead your vineyard your land to be grown with thorns and nettles and the stone wall thereof to be broken not the absence of the stone wall but your lack of understanding or your absence of understanding and your laziness do you understand so these are things that need to be worked on god has to work on all of this before you begin to prosper you don't understand the word of god so he says then i saw and considered it well and look upon it and then receive instructions the instructions is that it's not that god does not bless us with land it's not that god does not bless us with vineyard it's not that our land is not protected it's not that we are not covered it's not like god has not protected our bank accounts it's not like god has not given us bank accounts then i considered it and received instructions and what are the instructions yet a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the hands to sleep that's a sign of laziness that's a slothful person he said let me sleep a little bit you wake up in the morning you have finished praying he said let me sleep a little more people are running out going out let me sleep a little more a little slumber a little folding of the arm to sleep so shall thy poverty come this is how your poverty will come not the lack of god did not bless me hope do you understand the word of god not the absence of god's blessings he says so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man your want to be like an armed man it's like your eyes are really red <laughs> amen and this happens to many christians many christians you come to church we pronounce blessings and blessings upon your life and god places lands upon your hand god gives you vineyards upon your hands protected vineyards but your laziness your laziness and void of understanding makes you lose all of these things and so you time after time you come and then you don't have anything time after time you say god has not blessed me god has blessed you god blesses you amen what is keeping you you see this man what is keeping him in the negative what is keeping him in the negative is not the absence of a land it's not the absence of a good land it's not the absence of a vineyard 
Do you understand? It's not an absence of a protected vineyard. What is keeping him in the negative is the attitude of laziness. So before God will begin to cause prosperity in his life, or before he will experience God's prosperity, this laziness which is keeping him in the negative, he has to come to a level zero. Void of the laziness or with, without the laziness. Do you understand the word of God tonight? So God has brought you to a goodly land. God has brought you to a goodly land. God has brought us here in a goodly land. You are in America and you are in New York, the financial city of the world. But you are still struggling. Do you understand? You are still struggling and God intends that he will bring you to a zero level and then cause you to prosper because the things have followed you here. The things have followed you here. The attitude of laziness, the attitude of non-performance, backwardness, and the pictures of poverty. They are still with you. And so you cannot experience it. You cannot, you cannot imagine. So when people call you and they say, oh, as for you, you are here. Bring this. Can you? You say, hey, this thing that there are people are saying in America, America, it's not like that. Oh, it's not like that. You say it's not like that. Because the things have followed you here. Do you understand? It's, it's, like, it's like when you have birds. If you catch birds, birds that are free, flying all around, if you catch them and you keep them in a cage for a long time. You keep them in a cage for a long time. After a while, if you open, they don't want to go anywhere. Do you understand? They don't, you, you, you can kick them. Go, 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 go. They don't want to go. Do you understand? And that is what happens when you have been exposed to certain pictures for a long time. The exposure has been so deep. So God is working on you. And he's working on you to eradicate all these type of pictures. This type of attitude to bring you to a level where you can fly again like a bird. Amen. So I want us to look at some few verses and look at how God is delivering us from these attitudes. Is that okay? Wonderful. So let's look at Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 6. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 6. It says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard. God is sending us to the ant. He says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, or thou lazy person. Go to the ant. Consider her ways and be wise. Do you understand? So now, this is God's work on us. 
how that he's delivering us from this type of attitude and he says we should go to the ant and consider the ant consider the ways of the ant and then learn and be wise do you understand so we want to learn some few things from the ant okay he says which having no guide overseer or ruler provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest this is the ant so what are some of the things we are learning from the ant the ability to work well without supervision the ability to work well to perform we are eradicating all this non-performance amen it does not it's not it's not a prosperous attitude it's not a prosperous behavior the ability to work well without supervision we should go to the end to learn how to do things right to do right things when nobody is watching when nobody is supervising when nobody is looking he says the verse 6 verse 6 go back we are not move too fast he says he provide verse 6 proverbs 6 and 6 okay i have bible too they have it he says go to the arm thou sluggard consider her ways and be wise then verse 7 he says which having no guide or overseer that means no supervisor no ruler the ant he has no ruler no guide no overseer but provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest that means he works without supervisor a lot of us cannot work when we are not being supervised amen it is not a prosperous behavior it is not a prosperous behavior you can't do any work unless you are being supervised and you realize that the people who get paid the more are the ones who are not being supervised when they are working do you understand what i'm sharing with you the jobs that pay you more is the kind of job that you don't need supervision isn't that so they, then they give you a name they say you are the manager or they say you are the supervisor means you overlook others and they give you more money you are the director you direct people so that behavior of the ant is a prosperous behavior the behavior where you come to a stage in life where you are not being supervised for work you don't need supervision there are some of you you can't do work when people are not watching you will only work when the supervisor is around you go to work and you sit down your mindset is to do minimum you are a minimalist you go to work with a mind to do minimum that is always your mind that you, you i don't want them to cheat me and so you only work when the supervisor is around that is not a prosperous behavior it's not a type of behavior that will ever put you in a position to be prosperous remember he says he will bless the work of your hand do you understand he will bless the work of your hand amen so the ant he works without supervision 
and that God says is a wise behavior and we should learn that from the ants we should learn that from the ants hallelujah Amen. some of you can and you can see it in your own life you can see it in your own life you will not pray when we are not coming on prayer line you only want to pray when there's supervision when we have to sign in yes that is when you pray you don't clean your house when nobody is coming into your house if people are coming to your house that is when you clean your house that is a sign that you lack the wisdom of the ants you see you think this are all simple simple but it's not a prosperous behavior amen it's not a prosperous behavior what is the next thing we learn from the ant it says he provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest so the next thing we learn from the ant is planning planning the ability to plan he provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest so we need to plan you you have to be able to plan in your life to plan for your life amen it's not every time that is for harvesting and for spending amen there is time that you need to gather you have to know the time to gather amen some of you the time for you now as you are single is the time to gather you have to save the most as you are single are you with me yeah you are single and god has blessed you with a job and you think you are single and you are thinking of i'll marry a man who will look after me so you are spending everything that you have but now that you are single and i'm talking about men also that men that you are looking for a woman who has a good job to marry is a not a prosperous behavior that your attitude is that i'm looking for one of the women who has a good job hey a woman who has a profession is what you want it's not a, it's not a prosperous behavior tell your neighbor it's not a prosperous behavior so plan your life plan your life and gather when there's time for gathering that is what the ant does so whilst you are single it is a good time to gather this attitude that who knows tomorrow so everything you have you are spending is not a prosperous attitude inherited attitude of who knows tomorrow it's not a prosperous life is short it's not a prosperous amen so it is time to gather now that there are no children it is time to gather now that there is just one child it is the time to gather gather as much as you can now that there is just one child now that there is no college tuition no fees you are not paying college tuition it is time to gather gather like the aunt he said provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest go to the aunt and learn know the time to gather plan amen proverbs is proverbs chapter let's read proverbs chapter 66 
Uh, Proverbs chapter 13 first. Let's read Pro- uh, Proverbs chapter 13. So this is, this is Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 4. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 4. It says, The soul of the sluggard desireth. Do you understand now? I, I, I hope by now you understand what is sluggard. Okay. How you say it in Ewe when you are sluggard? Kuviato, sluggard. The soul of the Kuviatos desireth the soul. He says, desireth and hath nothing. You see, a soul that this lazy person desireth but has nothing. Do you understand? That is why you see a lazy person, you are standing there and you see somebody's nice car. And drive past by. And then, and then you say, you say, he doesn't know how to drive the car. If you were the one driving the car, you would never drive the car. You would never drive the car. You never drive the car. Then you're complaining about other people. You see somebody's nice house. You pass by somebody's nice house. Oh. <laughs> All these people. <laughs> oh, oh, Claire. All these old people, all these people, oh, don't mind them. <laughs> Is it <laughs> all these are when little? <laughs> Is spoiling the message. <laughs> he said, All these things are not just. <laughs> oh. You are spoiling the message. <laughs> you have all kinds of scriptures against prosperity. Let's continue the message. Amen. You see the soul of the sluggard. You see people's house? You say, oh, oh, they are not happy. They are not Just to console yourself. <laughs> he said, we don't have all of this, but we are happier than them. <laughs> it's not good to be poor. <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we will end the message. Uh-huh.
if you don't if you don't allow us to continue we will end the message okay let's just read one more and then we close Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 19 Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 19 it says the ways or the way of the slothful man is as an hedge of thorns. Your ways, the, your, your attitude, your behavior is, is as an hedge of thorns. So nothing good comes in. It's like hedge of thorns around your territory. Nothing good comes in. Laziness. God wants to prosper. You cannot be lazy and expect. You know, God has a lot to say about laziness. This type of attitude. Do you understand? And it's not a prosperous behavior. You cannot prosper. You cannot say you are a Christian and so you are just believing God for blessings. And you just lift up your arms and then I receive it. It's not like that. It's not like that. Oh, you don't understand the message I'm sharing with you. Yeah. It's not like that. Deuteronomy 15 verse 10. Look at that. It says, what does it say? Deuteronomy 15 verse 10. Deuteronomy 15 and 10. Deuteronomy 15 verse 10. It says, Thou shalt surely give him, and thine heart shall not be grieved when thou givest unto him, because that for this thing the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works and in all that thou puttest thy hand unto. In all that thou puttest thy hand unto. Amen. Amen. So if you cannot put your hand onto things and expect that you will be there and God will just bless you, it doesn't work like that. God is working on your laziness. I say God is delivering us from laziness. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 24. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 24. He says, A slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom and will not as much as bring it to his mouth again. Hey! Do you see? Laziness. He said, The Lord will bless the works of your hand. But the slothful man, he hides his hand. You know what is the bosom? Like that. He hides his hand in the bosom. So if you are always sitting there like this, even just taking his hand to eat, he says, It's cold, though. It's cold. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold. He said, A slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. Slothful man, lazy man. Huh. He wants, you see, the metaphor is that you want to be fed. You don't want to put your hand to the plow. And God cannot prosper you like that. He will bless the works of your hand. Amen. So if you are lazy and by God's grace you even inherit something, your laziness will cause you to lose it. Do you understand? So God is working on our laziness. Amen. Amen. 
I said, God is working on our laziness. One more. Proverbs 21 and verse 25. Proverbs 21, 25. He said, the desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. The desire of the slothful. You see, that is, the, that, that is when your desires kill you. You want this. You want that. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. And it's killing you. It says, the desire of the slothful killeth him because his hands refuse to labor. His hands refuse to labor. So you, ref- you, wa- you don't want to work with your hands, but you have so many things that you want, and it kills you. It kills you. You can have a heart attack. Amen. You can have a heart attack. You see somebody's nice thing, you want it. You see something nice, I want it. You see something, but your hands refuse to labor. Number last one, Proverbs 20 and verse 4. Proverbs 20 and The Lord is setting us free from all this attitude. Proverbs 20 and verse 4. Proverbs 20 and verse 4. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg in the harvest and have nothing. See, during the harvest season, it means there's abundance. There is plenty. So if during the harvest season, you are begging and you have nothing, it's a serious thing. Do you understand? And the Bible is saying that the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. So he's, he's not going out for a job. He's not working in the cold. There's a job, but it's, it's too cold. They have a job, but it's upstate. Oh, they have a job, but it's in white plains. Oh, no, that place is too cold. There's too much snow. He says, a sluggard, a sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg in the harvest. When they are having plenty, he will not have. Amen. But the Lord is delivering us from the attitude of laziness, non-performance, the pictures of poverty. May the Lord set us free from them. May the Lord set us free from laziness. Deliver us from the spirit of laziness. Deliver us from the attitude of non-performance in the name of Jesus. That he will begin to add to us. Begin to bless us. That his promises become reality in our lives. That we see the reality of God's promises. That indeed when he says that in this lifetime you receive lands and houses, we can receive it in faith. Because it's a possibility. May the Lord set us free and prosper us and cause us to do well, to go forward. May the Lord give us the wisdom of the ants in the name of Jesus. Father, we are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. Why don't you stand to your feet and let us bring the service to a close. Oh, yes. Indeed, who? The one who has begun a good work in us. 
he will continue with until the day of Jesus Christ father we thank you that whatever level you found us at whatever level we came to you you are working on us you are working on us and you say it's a good work it is a good work in whatever stage we find ourselves there's a good work that is going on with us we are thankful Lord that you are a good God we are thankful Lord that you bless us you bless us with lands you bless us with vineyards you bless us with the stone that covers our lands but Lord deliver us deliver us from this attitude of non-performance this attitude of laziness this attitude of slothfulness set us free deliver us in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus give us the wisdom of the ants make us wise like the ants in the name of Jesus who has planning in his life who works without supervision who works without a ruler who gathered at the right time in the name of Jesus we are grateful Lord we are thankful
grateful and we are thankful indeed Lord your wish above all things that we will prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers Lord we are thankful that you have such desire and such wish for us we thank you Lord that you are working on us that you have begun a good work in us Lord we have received confidence we have confidence in you oh Jesus that the good work that you have begun you will also complete it you will continue that work until the day of Jesus Christ we avail our hearts to God continue the work that you have begun in us continue the work in the name of Jesus we give you glory we give you honor in Jesus name Amen now with all eyes closed and every head bow if you are here tonight you are not born again you want to give your life to jesus i just want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are you are saying pastor pray with me i want to receive jesus as my savior i want to welcome jesus christ into my life if that is your prayer tonight lift up your hand and i'll pray with you is there anyone here like that you want to receive jesus as your savior is there anyone here like that oh jesus father we are grateful and thankful for the gift of salvation in jesus name amen why don't you clap your hands together for jesus and you may be seated we believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message we invite you to join us on sunday afternoons for our dual of heaven service and tuesday evenings for our word power service for more messages by Reverend Brent Nkrumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.